Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. Today is a big day. I've got three of these back to back today, putting the work in and truly just living that hunger for the hustle. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome my first guest of the day, Stefan Sizzle Shugs. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. How are you today, Mr. Hustle himself? I'm How are you? Live from Morgantown, West Virginia. What what time is it there, bro? It is 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. You got me yeah. at 1 p.m. here in Melbourne, but in the next day, uh, in, in the future. Ooh, you're ahead of me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in some ways, but you know what? You, you, you're 29 years old, so you're, let me do quick maths here. That's three years younger than me. Maths is not my strong point, but okay. you're... I mean, you're, everyone's on their own path, right? And it's interesting because we took the, the, the same path. We actually spoke at the first Power Voice Summit. The second one is, is this weekend, actually, tomorrow. And uh, I'm excited to see I'm sure you are as well, bro. Excited to see it come together and excited to see a lot of the people that we've been working with and mixing with for the past few months and weeks get their shot, right, and, and get their chance to, to use that springboard. It really is amazing, and I'm so happy for so many people, man. From from the first twenty to to the next twenty to even the next twenty, and it's so cool to say that I, you know, made relationships with a lot of the people. I'm really proud of us. I really am. Yeah, and I am too. You know, for a long time, I wondered if people like the things that I wanted to do and the things I wanted to go for existed out there, or whether I was. And I've heard you say this yourself, right? Otherwise, was I just a bit crazy? <laughs> I thought I was crazy for a minute, man. The pandemic kind of showed me that, uh, nah, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy at all. There's a family out there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, let's talk about how you how you arrived, how you how you how you arrived to that position of speaking at the Powerboy Summit, and really, you know, how did you even come across the Powerboy Summit to start with? I mean, man, God honestly gets the ultimate credit, but uh, I guess the my, what the version of what I did. It, it was amazing, man. I, I feel like deep down, I always knew that I was supposed to speak. As we all know, it's a calling kind of thing. You kind of get signs of the calling at earlier points, but you're just not ready to walk into the light yet. And I always kind of knew it. I, I think just all the pieces came together perfectly this year and presented itself to me in a way that I could not close my eyes. As I'm starting to say a lot now, once you take that red pill, you can't go back. Your eyes are open now. And uh, some situations happened where um, I was no longer unemployed. It's the pandemic. Everyone's freaking out, you know, especially at the beginning, there was a lot of uncertainty. And I was like, man, if I was to die today, did I leave a legacy? And that was a question that burned on me for one one or two months. And I was already listening to Les Brown videos. I was all, I, I, that, I've always been that kind of person. I would listen to a Les Brown Dr. Miles Monroe, T.D. Jakes video, and then walk into my work day. That used to kind of get me prepared to even deal with the day, you know? I've always been listening to motivational videos ever since 2015, like I expressed in the poem I wrote, Les Brown. Um, but it was a moment where it was like, now is the time. And also, ironically, I used to write Les Brown's, um, you know, pace and messages about one in his assistant since like 2015. And mm -hmm. so, you know, in June, right after losing my job, 
getting a message in my inbox. It, it was talking about the Power Voice Summit. You asked, we're, you know, we're answering. And I was sitting by my brother. I would never forget this. He was like, that's just a generic message. It might got your name in it because it's coming from your email address. But I'm telling you, nothing to really come out. He did, He, he was kind of skeptical. And I was like, the believer I always am. No, this is for me. I'm telling you, I feel this is something special. So I'm going to show up. I'm going to see what it's about. And I've been there since day one. And man, it, it's 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 truly been exactly what I needed at this stage of life. I needed that extra boost of confidence in the community of people who are aspiring to do very similar things to really show me that no matter how tough it gets, lean on someone who's at a similar position and we are all keep pushing each other through. It's amazing, man. Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? And, and you were there from right at the same time I was in June and it sounds like you, you actually... You hit it up the same way I did. Got a message on Instagram. I'll be straight. I was a little skeptical because the timing was just so fortuitous and I just couldn't quite believe how, how it had come around. You know, I was very, we got very similar stories actually. It's, it's, it's incredible because I wanted to be taught and mentored by Les Brown for a while. Um, I'd actually communicated with some of his team at a previous time, but um, the, the numbers just weren't quite right for me at that time. And this time, it's amazing what the pandemic makes possible, you know. Les Brown's a busy guy. He's, he's traveling on stages around the world. Um, he, I'm sure he obviously he does teach others, but this time for a lot of people like that, you know, for a lot of people who are very busy traveling often on stages or working on movies or things like that around the world, a lot of these people are now a lot more accessible. Um, and it opened that up to him being able to train us. And, and yeah, then I signed up in June as well. And, uh, the rest, as I say, is history. It's just like is I was blown away by the the of course the training, the one on one training. You know, you get an hour to two hours every week with Les in a in a one to group environment. And ain't it? Oh my god! Yeah, and it's amazing. I'm just going to turn the light down here. It's a bit bright for me. Um, you get that, but it's not just that. It's the network of people that you're that you're connected with. Um, and I, I just, yeah, some of those, a lot of those people, I've never made so many friends in different parts of the world in such a short time. Um, particularly, I've got so many friends in America now. I can't wait for travel to start again so I can come out there and see you guys. It's going to be it's going to be one dangerous and powerful room when we all get together, I can tell you that. I can say that too. I, I might be a bit biased, but, man, I think it's something special about this group, man. I, I, I really I see so many potential in so many different areas and we all got the same common goals, but everyone has their different specialties and niches. And I can, I can just see so many opportunities continue to unfold for us all. And I literally want to be able to say, Hey man, I, I watched this. Well, I was on one of his first episodes, you know, before all the big time people are lining up for your episodes. I want to be able to say, yeah, you know, go check it. You know, I'm already there. I already did that. You know, I got that connection too. I'm happy to be associated with so many high flyers, man. Yeah, that's right. And, and something you touched on there, you know, everyone's got their niches and their paths. And it's it's really interesting to see that, you know, we're all there because we want to be speakers, but that's that's the kind of the main theme of it. But that has so many different niches and capacities. You could want to speak because you wanted to speak about business, about finance. You could be a chef, you know, or you could be a, a wordsmith and a poet like yourself. And, you know, for me, it became, of course, I want to speak on the stage and inspire and help others. It's it's 
rapidly turned into this podcast. I didn't see it coming. I just thought, well, I'll do, I'll do a few episodes. And now the goal is to do 100 before Christmas. You know, it's going to be 30 this weekend. So people wonder why I'm so busy with them. I've got to be busy with them to hit the goals, right? That's, 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 and I just enjoy doing it. It's, it's an outlet for me to enjoy speaking. But I know, um, I know off camera we talked about uh, something special that I know you're working on, which is going to be your first publication, right? So tell us a little bit more about that. I want that to come from, from your mouth, not mine. Yes, sir. I'm working on what will officially be my first publication. I'm thinking I'm going with the name of Sizzle, Story of Struggles, and it's going to be a book of poetry. Um, some of my more deeper uh, poetry about just my feelings on different things. Um, a lot of it is tied into motivation and inspiration. I've always sat around and wrote quirky, motivational, inspirational little um, poems and things like that. But I always kind of just wrote them for myself and kind of just set them on the shelf. And now I'm just at a point with everything going on and confidence is, you know, surging. I'm like, I need to use this. I'm having more and more people tell me that they enjoy my poetry, that they want to see more of my poetry. And it motivates me. And as you spoke on how this podcast is an outlet for you, I write poetry. It always started off as an outlet. That's something I can come home and I can be feeling a certain way. I can express my way in my poetry. And I know whether anyone ever sees it or not, I was able to get that out in that moment through my poetry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's as well as you being there to, to help and, and, and serve others and inspire others and motivate others, it's self-soothing, right, as well. You know, there's there's a certain part of it that I can imagine. I, I don't do writing as in poetry, but I do writing as in just writing for journaling, I suppose is the best way to call it. And uh it's very, you know, you can have had a pretty bad day, as you know, we all do. Not all days are good ones. Part of that is just accepting that and, and getting better at it, dealing with them every time, right? Yes, sir. But yeah, just, I mean, it's 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 funny, isn't it? Just the, the method of it coming from your mind, working down your arm, into the pen, onto the page, there's something really just soothing and, and Ooh, calm about that. It is a majestic feeling. And sometimes I can really get in the zone. And like I can look up and a whole hour went past. And, and to me, those are the moments in life where, you know, there's so many moments where we question if we're doing the right thing. But I know everyone has felt this. There are certain moments where, you know, even if you might have got some other parts of your day wrong, you knew you were doing what you were supposed to be doing for that last however long because you're in such a zone. You're so tuned in. It, it doesn't feel like you're working at all. It feels like you're literally just, you know, breathing, man. Mm, mm. yeah absolutely right it's, it's when you know right you know that particularly when it's something you you enjoy so much that it is it's, it's your calling it's what you're made to do and i will never forget genuinely that there was there was a week in the in those brown prodigy class and this was when i was still at my job and i was working for someone else and some of those days you know if there's any people in the power voice class watching now you'll know that i was usually in my van i had the flag behind me i had the earphones in really? on this particular day i couldn't manage to skive off work <laughs> so i couldn't sit in the van i had to, i was actually physically working whilst listening to the class and trying to you know spin all the plates and keep keep listening whilst i was getting the work done wasn't working out too well for me i can tell you that but then i remember them introduce introducing yourself this this guy called sizzle and i thought wow that sounds like a cool name and then when you started speaking there and, and the way that i'd never heard anyone speak so with such eloquence um 
in in the form of poetry in in the class before i stopped immediately what i was doing my ears pricked up i opened the side door of my van i hid in there for just the whole time that you were speaking and i was just like wow this guy is really something man he's got the he's got the hunger for the hustle within him and it was you know no surprise to me at all that you spoke at the first power summit and what a job you did there and you you were look, looking looking sharp wearing them colors you know we talked about that didn't we just yeah, off camera yeah. before how um you know it's not no surprise we've both got the bright colors on today it's Love you know, we're talking about that you gotta wear the colors like i'm i'm pretty organized i've got my wardrobe it's kind of semi-organized into colors or i at least like to put them back there when they've come out of the washing and but now the the darker colours are in the corner. They they're just getting eaten by the moths. They're not getting picked out Push anymore. Them away. Push them away. <laughs> we do not need the dark colours. We want to be seen. We want to be seen. You want to be bright and, and be bold. You know the um, the dark colours. Uh, of course, they got a place, man. And that's in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> they're not being worn day. Time closed now. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm. So, I mean, to, to, I'd like to talk about that, that poem that you read, the Les Brown one. How how long would it take you to construct something like that from kind of the thought in your mind to actually writing it down and then perhaps editing it and working on it a little bit more? To be completely honest with you, and this is just me being completely honest, and this is how I know it's a gift, I rarely ever edit my poems. I rarely ever take more than five, ten minutes to write a poem. I... I in the moment, I love it. I call it the zone. I love it. And what inspired me to write the Les Brown poem is one day after the class, shout out to John Tallarico, I heard him say a, a little bit about his story with Bob Proctor and how he provided service for Bob Proctor and how he knew it was the song that he wanted. And I think he, you know, he got it signed and got it sent to him. And, and it really just made me think like, wow, like, you, you provide a service for someone who didn't really need anything. And that's a thoughtful thing. And I was thinking, man, Les Brown, what can I do for Les Brown? How can I make an impact for Les Brown? He, you know, he's Les Brown and I'm me. And I was like, wait a minute, Stefan, you do got gifts. Your poetry, you're big on poetry. I'm also big on gratitude. I'm that person. I like to thank people for things that most people would. And a lot of people think I'm being facetious, but I'm just really genuine. I, once you have the absence of something, you learn to kind of appreciate once you have something. So it, it, I don't think it's nothing wrong with even thanking people for the little things sometimes. Um, but but nonetheless, I was like, you know what? I'm going to write him a poem. Honest to God, while John was telling that story, that's why I got some of the facts maybe a little confused. I was writing what would be, you know, the poem for Les Brown. I was finished the poem before the, the call was over. I know that. And when I looked at it the next day, because sometimes I doubt myself. So I write some things and I just put it in the corner and I come revisit it a few months later. And it's odd. It'll be so profound, profound for that particular moment. And I wrote this and shelved it and just never even looked at it. But I looked at that the next day and I was like, wow, this is this is this is nice. I said, I want to learn this one. I want to I want to present this. And I just had so much courage and and I made myself learn it and I put it on the loop and and I slept to it. And I was like, man, I want to be perfect for Les Brown. And that's the first time I really wanted to particularly perfect the poem for someone. Any other mm -hmm. time I was just kind of just going off whatever, whatever it was, you know, it, it's going to be good. I did it. But that was the first time that I ever wanted to impress someone with my poetry, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and you did that, man. I don't think you impressed him. I think you impressed everyone else that was watching. There's usually around 
three to four hundred people on that call, and it's you know increasing all the time. And man, I, I say that, and I say that because of me. It's the truth, right? I stopped what I was doing. I was like, wow. To me, I, you've got a unique style, and of course, you're gonna quite fittingly you're gonna do some poetry for us here today. And I, frankly, I can't wait to hear it. But your style's like it's it's unique. It's got that flow to me that kind of sounds like you might be rapping a bit. It's got like the the edge of edge of rap. Yeah, it's got that flow, but it's 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 very. You know, some rap you listen to and you can get lost in the words a little bit. It's really quick. Um, it's not always spoke super eloquently. So but you've got that kind of really good fusion of, of the rap, but you're you're speaking real clear. Everything can be heard properly. You know, you, you, your timing's good with the flow of it. So man, yeah. I really enjoy it. I can't believe it takes you five, ten minutes to write something like that. And I appreciate that more than you even know. To be honest, I think it's like a combination of all three of those skills. Because I do feel like I could rap. Um, I, I just I love music as well too. You know, I always feel like if if that's meant to be, uh, that organic situation will come up. Maybe a ghostwriter, or maybe I'll write songs for someone. I don't necessarily want to be a rapper. Um, but you know, I can rap. Of course, it, it's putting words on the beat. Um, I, I love the poetry and I love speaking. And, and what I think I like to do is kind of like spoken word. I love to mix the two. I love to be able to use my use my rhythm mixed with my words, mixed with my message, and combine them all together. So I'm really trying to package a message, but in a catchy enough way for you to be tuned in to listen to the message. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a harmonious thing. And that's, you actually, you found the words that I couldn't find that it's spoken word, right? That's really what, that's that's what that's kind of called in its in its official sense. But it does amaze me. It amazes me it takes me five or 10 minutes to put something like that together. Uh, it would take me, I mean, I'm not a poet by any means, but it would take me hours, and then I'd keep going back and looking at it. It's great, it's great that you don't. I understand why you don't, because it's more authentic, yeah. You could do it, man. It's, it's just, and like, and keep in mind, anything we've been doing for multiple years, it, it kind of comes a little easy. And I got introduced to poetry around fifth or sixth grade, so, and I originally joined this poetry class to impress a girl. It, it was this girl I liked. She was in the class. You know how it goes. I joined the class. I wanted to like her. I think I wrote my first poem with some love ballad to her. And the poetry teacher read it. I'm up here like, man, that's for her. But he read it and he saw potential. He was like, because I was kind of a little bit of a, I was a good kid, but I was a bit misguided. I had my little ways. But he was like, you didn't write this. Like, not you. You didn't write this. I'm like, yeah, I did. I, I just wrote, I didn't think much of it. I'm like, I like her, man. I expressed my emotions for a female. Mm. He was like, this is actually pretty nice. And I could tell he kind of took a liking to me and, and kind of pushed me to write more poetry. And, and I'm so thankful he did because there were dark moments in my life where, you know, you turn away from that stuff. But somehow I always came back to my poetry. You know, no matter what happened, the darkest of the darkest moments, they just made me write, if anything. So I always find a way to come back to my poetry. Yeah. Do you know, I'm not completely and wholly telling the truth, actually, because I did write a little bit of poetry recently, and it was for uh, it was for a girl, actually, as well, someone that's very, very Thank special. <laughs> it was one, I, I write one of them poems, you know, I'm not sure what it's called when you, like, you write, like, a word, and then the first letter of each word is a line of the poem, like an anagram sort of thing. Okay, yeah. That's what I was doing, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure how good they were, but I wrote a couple and I had some oh, fun with it. 
art. Art is art. Some people put a line on a put a piece of paint on the paper, and they might try to sell it, and they consider it art, just like the best painting you've ever seen. So to me, whether it's one or two words of poetry or a complete dictionary, it's the spoken, it's the feelings, it's the emotion, it's the art of it, and I appreciate all art, you know. Mm, me too. Me too. Hey, we got a question just come up on the side here. I'm going to show it up on the screen from Raymond. I hope I got that name right. Where did the name come from? Man, uh, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a great question. I've uh, always called myself Sizzle as a nickname. I always felt like that was my alter ego. Um, my creative side, I've always called him Sizzle. I've just always felt that that particular side of me is Sizzle and Stefan Suggs is the everyday dad. I'm big with my daughter. I'm big on family. I'm big on, you know, self-improvement. That's Stefan Suggs. But Sizzle is the is the poet, the speaker, the motivator, the educator, the person that really wants to be tapped into the community. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that you've got that. It's I guess it's like a, an alter ego, you know. It's um, You put a different cap on, you know, because that's, Stefan Suggs is that's the family time, that's the family guy, you know, and then and then when you when it's time for poetry and it's time for inspiring when it's time for motivating. And I know you've been on, you know, helping other young men avoid the, the, the pitfalls that can often come up in life and uh, and I'd love to talk about that in a minute. But that's when you when you're in that mode, that's when you're putting putting that sizzle sizzles hat on and uh, and bringing that bringing that energy through. Yes, sir. And it gives you the energy, it does. Mm, mm, yeah, it's, it's it's fun how you can because you can have a lot of fun with that when you're in that kind of alter ego. You know, I've got like the Jake Hero Fowler, like the hero thing. There's a bit of a story behind that, but yeah, it's when I'm when I'm in that mode, uh, is this is this this mode that I'm in now? This host mode is conversational mode. It's it's an extension of who I am, as of course Sizzle is an extension of who you are. You know, they're not two separate people. That would well, be a bit weird. <laughs> they're one and the same, right? But they they just used at different times for, for different things. Yes, sir. But, and and it's good for me to channel it that way. I, I feel more comfortable. I just feel more comfortable that way. Mm. Now, I know, I know, and I'm sure I hope you don't mind talking about it, but you had a pretty turbulent start in life. You know, you used to live in Washington there and things weren't so great for you. Things were pretty rough. You you moved over to Georgetown, you know, to, to, to go to university. That's right, yeah? To Morgantown, yeah. To Morgantown, oh, West Virginia. Morgantown, sorry, not Georgetown, yeah. But uh, you moved over there to kind of get away from that. But unfortunately, a few of those things followed there with you, right? Oh, as they usually do. You can't run, you can't run your problems. Not, you're not fast enough for them. You might as well address them. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And, uh, you know, now you're using those, you know, those lessons you learned in those times of struggle to inspire and, and, and help other young men, which I think... You know, this is a time when people who want to inspire and motivate others, it's a great time for their voice to be heard. There's been a lot of struggle this year all over the world for all different people, for all different kinds of reasons. This um, this pandemic is far-reaching and and the knock-on effects of it are just vast. You know, they, they just affect people in so many ways. And I know you said you, you lost your, your job there in June. Was that kind of as a direct result of the pandemic? Uh, yeah, it, it all played a role. I, I try not to be honest with you. I try not to even dwell on it. I, I honestly, and everyone knows around me knows, I try to focus more on the fact that 
it was a sign that that was not what I was supposed to be. You know how you've been getting the feeling all along that this is not where you belong. You, you know you don't belong in this place. And I feel like it was the universe way of making everything very, very clear that this is the it's time. This is the time for you to go out there and to be on your own. And, and like I said, the time was perfect. Within a week of no longer working there, Les Brown class started. It, it was a smooth transition. I never really had a period of, oh man, what's next? And the odd thing is, I already was thinking, man, I know what's next. I know what time it is. And if anything, the universe just confirmed what I was already thinking. And that's why I really, really ran with it. And that's why I'm not surprised that anything that happens going forward, I'm not, I won't be surprised because I understand the work that I'm willing to put in. And I also understand that it's a purpose, man. And the purpose is greater than us. And I feel like with my heart and how I want to help and serve people, I know I'm going to be blessed for that. You know, whether it's one, two, or thousands, I'm going to leave an impact, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah, you sure are. You already are. You already are. You know, you've, you're you well into getting started, and it's just going to keep growing and flowing as you, as as more as your voice gets heard by more of the world. And frankly, I can't wait for that to happen because it's a fantastic, fantastic voice. And um, perhaps that's a good segue, man. Let's let's hear some stuff. Let's hear, let's hear some poetry from you, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So I actually wrote this poem um, in reference to this particular podcast. So you're special, man. You got a special sizzle original today. Thank you. All right. And the name of it is Just Begin. Just get started. All right. You never know what can happen if you don't begin. Don't let fear continue to be your crutch. It's time for us to win. Take some time to heal yourself. We've been through a lot. Make sure you're right with Finn. We ask God for the answers daily, but at the same time indulge in nightly sin. We've been asleep for far too long. It's time to wake up. America is opposed to just like most of people. Now it's pretty without all the makeup. I only speak what I feel is genuine. I speak straight from my heart. I didn't always speak my mind freely this way, but that's the point. I realized it was time for me to start. Maybe I'll leave a major impact. Imagine that. I went through all I went through. And not only am I still here, but I'm strong enough and willing to use my experiences to help other people avoid the same pitfalls. Man, God is doing something major with me. And I sense that. Opinions are cool, but I only chase facts. And fact is, we can do better than how we're currently living. And most of us, could give more than what we're currently giving. But it all starts with a decision. Drown out those distractions. Who cares what's right, wrong, or fair? You'll never win the war if you're not mentally aware. Self-improvement as a unit. First, individually, then collectively. Override the negativity that we tend to distribute one another. We are all family. I love all my sisters and brothers, fathers and mothers, and even the distant relatives. God is in my spirit, and he tells me I was born to give. Use my gifts. I will uplift and give him all the praise. He reminds me for my role in faith, one day I'll get a raise, and one that man can't interfere with. The vision is getting clear. Follow your heart. You never know what he has in store for you if you never start. Follow your heart. Just start. Love that, man. Great work. Love it. 
I could listen. I could listen to that all day, man. We need to get it on some kind of uh, tape or some kind of tape. I don't know why I use the word tape. It's not 1984. <laughs> we need to get it on somewhere where it could just be heard on, heard on the loop. And and that's actually a great segue. You know, if someone wants to hear more of your stuff, where can where can they find you? Okay, they can find me on my Facebook page at Sizzle Sucks. Um, I'm in the process of coming up with a YouTube page, and when I open my YouTube page. I'm just going to drop a flurry of poems. I have a lot of poems already pre-recorded. Um, the page will be up soon, and I'm just going to just start dropping everything. It's just going to go crazy. I'm going to kind of take a little page out your book and just go crazy. Try to maybe have a hundred poems up by December or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I love that, bro. That's a, you, you know as well as I do, and our mentor John Tallarico tells us the universe loves speed, right? So just get at it, go at it, you know, and you don't need any lessons. You, the learning's in the journey, right? You're already well on the way and just keep putting it out there, putting it out there. And uh, it's a great way to learn, isn't it? There's no better way of learning than actually just doing it, just getting it done. It's getting out there. Sometimes you just got to start, man. Um, I, I, I liken it to learning how to ride a bike without training wheels. You can still learn. You're going to have a few scars and scrapes. But you're going to appreciate the journey once you fully figure it out and fully learn how to still pedal and ride the bike. Because I had to learn a bike without no training wheels. And I, I, I know how to ride a bike today, you know, so it's, it's still possible. You don't always need someone guiding you and holding your hand and making sure that you're not going to fall on your way to learning something. Sometimes mm -hmm. you got to go out there and just try it. Mm, I agree. I agree. Got a question for you before we go. In fact, I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions at the end. I always like to ask them. They're pretty weird and wacky, but they're good fun. But um, I know you're you're all about you know. Um, in fact, the the title of your first poetry book is going to be Sizzle Stories of Struggle. Love it, man. Just rolls off the tongue. And you know, maybe if you could give three hot tips for you know, for particularly for for the men out there that's struggling right now in this time, for anyone really, but. You know, I know, I know you like to help help men that have been through the same kind of things you've been through, that are in the struggle. You know, that are there in the in the pitfalls or keep getting stuck in them same patterns right now. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, three things. One, I would say, learn to isolate yourself. I, I don't fully believe that you can have those. Whether you believe in God or higher spirit, I believe most people believe in something. But in order to even have that type of connection. You can't have that connection if you're always around your homeboys, if you're always around females, if you're always around family members. And I'm speaking from experience. It, it wasn't until I really started to separate myself. And it's hard. It's called sacrifice for a reason that I really started to to get some of the answers to the questions. You know, we'll ask certain questions and we don't really stick around long enough to get the answer is what mm -hmm. I feel. Um, so, so that's one thing I would say. The second thing is, you know, if you don't know how to do something and you want to know how to do it, the first thing I would do is start with people who have success in those areas that you aspire for. You know, it's no secret we all kind of reached out for Les Brown. We all kind of had a mentality of, hmm, this guy is having success in the field that I aspire to have success in. Why would I, how can I not learn from this guy? And I feel like, and that's for everyone. I know everyone doesn't want to be a motivational speaker, but whatever it is you want to do, there are people that want to do that very same thing or do it very, very well. And I'm sure that, you know, they have some sort of program or some sort of course, or even if it's just reaching out and just starting to have the conversation to figure out what steps you need to do to get your confidence up. And the third thing I would say 
it's just believing yourself, man. But, but self-belief, I feel like that's one of the biggest issues in our society. I don't think it's an issue of talent. I think every single human being has talents. I think our issue is that really plagues us is our traits. And we would do better. And in certain situations, I feel like it would be easier to believe in things if we believed in ourselves more. If you don't believe in yourself, it's hard to believe in anything going on around you. So I would just inspire men and women to believe in themselves and give themselves a fight and chance to even prove themselves wrong. Even if you don't fully believe you can do it, go through the actions, go through the work. And hey, you might prove the world wrong and yourself at the end of the day. <laughs> You're certainly not going to find out if you don't give it a try, right? Yes, sir. Well said, man. Well said. Really, really respect what you said there. Hey, uh, Eric Collier's on the side. He's giving you, giving you a lot of love. I'm going to bring up something yeah, that he yeah, said. Yeah. Because I love something that he said here. <clears throat> What's the sound a steak makes when placed on the grill? Sizzle. Powerful. Nice one, Eric. Eric. Eric's always tuning in, so I've got to give you a big, big, big love to Eric. And I love Eric. And tell him I watched his episode too with you. I watched it. It's amazing. I love yeah. Eric. He's one of my favorite people. And a lot of the things he was saying, even from your podcast episode, kind of struck a nerve. I told you I'm 29. And he was he was saying around how 30 was the age where he started to kind of have those epiphanies and, you know, his mentor and, and, and those guidances and things started to come into play. And there were multiple times, I believe he said in 2004, when he first believed that, that he was meant for the speaking thing. And I love it when I speak to older people because it shows me from a few different angles that I'm not crazy. When I talk to older men and they tell me, you know, I appreciate what you're doing or you know, I wish I stuck with it at that moment in time. Like I said, it's reassuring. It, it lets me know that there are people I'm not I'm not wasting my time. And I, I will feel like that if I was to stop right now, 10 years from now, when, when I would chase it again, because it always keeps pulling at you. I would be like, you know what? I was really starting to get some momentum at 29, but I just gave it all up. You know, I just I just went back in the shell. And oh, my God, that would crush me more than anything. So I, 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 I keep going. <laughs> Another another guy, uh, Maurice. Maurice said, "Geez, two of main man. Yes, That's two of cool. Yeah, Maurice. I tell you, I was I was on a late night call with Maurice last night. I know he's coming up. He's got his shot at the at the summit, and I can't wait. Frankly, I can't wait for all the speakers. But I've been working, you know, listening to Maurice and what he's got to say uh, last night late, and he has got some heat. He's such a great speaker." He's that only 25 boy, years old. 24 years old. Be big time. That boy's gonna be big time. I respect. I have major. We we've had our own personal conversation. He knows. I have major respect for him, and I'm so proud of him. I, I really am. I like. I said I'm proud of everyone. But as you can kind of see, there are certain. I wouldn't say certain people you root for more. I root for everyone the same. But mm-hmm. there are some people that are starting to become my favorites, and I'm starting to make a. I feel like a, a deeper relationship with. And you know, you you love to see those people that's on your team just just do you do good, man. You love it, man. It's amazing. It's contagious. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 not about the competition, you know. You know, we don't compete. We just help and bring each other through, bring each other up. You know, to that end, uh, I've been helping a, a couple of the people who are speaking this weekend. You know, they reached out to me and I said, yeah, of course, I've got some time, you know. Um, I'll help you out as, as much as I can. So, but yeah, Maurice Baker, MSB, he's got, he's just got such a unique voice as well. Cannot wait. And I know what he's got. I know what he's got ready. 
Dude, right there. Because I told you, I pay attention to character as well. A lot of people have talents, but they don't have good character. And, and I don't want to just be someone that is super talented and full of myself or got bad character. I love people that are humble, that are good character people. And, and like I said, Maurice, that is a good dude, genuinely a good dude when the cameras are on or off. And I feel yeah. like people like that, you you can't help but to to really, same with you, same with me, same with all of us. But those are, I can't help but just really, really want to see those people just really win when I know that you're really in it for pure purposes, you know? It's like Les says, you know, who you are behind the words is just as important as the words themselves, right? And, and mm-hmm. that, that really is true because when you, who you are behind the words, then the words come from, from you and from your heart. And that's when I think when other people really feel them and really resonate with them. So, yeah, fully fully aligned with you on that. And, uh, yeah, just thanks, Eric and, uh, and Maurice for, uh, for tuning in and some love now let's let's hit you with some of these rapid fire questions some of these are pretty wacky man but you know i like to have some fun with these do you believe in aliens <laughs> man it's 2020 <laughs> man i uh, my mind is so open i i don't think about them but i'm not going to i'm not going to say that they're not real maybe so you know i maybe maybe they walk amongst us i i don't know <laughs> i reckon i met you <laughs> I'll let you know if I see something that I can definitively give you an answer on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you got my number, man. Just hit me up. Uh, have you ever seen a ghost? Man, uh, no. And, and once again, I'm not saying that they don't, are not around. I've heard people tell me stories that, and people that typically don't lie. Um, so, you know, I give them the benefit of the doubt. However, I never had an encounter and I kind of want to keep it that way. I, I think I'm a big scaredy cat, man. I, I think I would I think I would act like a little girl. I really do. I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Uh, nervously laughing. If you're stuck on a th- desert island sizzle, what are the three things you would need? Man, oh man. I would probably need a uh a Les Brown book or tape, because I, I would need some motivation out there. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we need to be positive. Uh, uh, that um, hopefully a good partner, a good mate, someone that I enjoy their company. And the last thing, maybe some supply of food. I feel like I got some good company, some good food, and some good motivation. I can make it anyway. <laughs> Love your spirit. Love your spirit. Uh, on that note, that's one I've got here. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite food. Um, I, I uh, man, I'm trying to give you something. I don't have a favorite food. I'm not even going to make something up. I just like everything. I like pizza. Honestly, the, the, it's, it's so crazy. It's a crazy answer to give. But I like the things that I haven't tried yet. I'm big on exposure. I realized, like I told you about my beginning, I kind of I have a very limited scope of what's really out there. Didn't really get around much. So I'm starting to understand that when people ask me certain questions of my favorites or this or that, I'm really just figuring that out now, to be honest with you. So ask me that when we do our podcast again in a year. Let's do our year uh, you know, update. And I'll tell you, at that moment in time, I'll have a favorite dish. <laughs> For the twenty fourth of the tenth, twenty twenty one. By then, your favorite dish. You're just gonna 
far off to me. Love it. I'm gonna have one. I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna eat times and I'm gonna say, "Aha! I discovered it." A <laughs> <laughs> wife again. A wife for the text. Sure. <laughs> And I had so much fun with you here today, Cecil. Thanks for joining me and giving you me your time and energy. Um, I hope our our audience enjoyed it too. I do too. And, and like I said to the message out there, people, it's time, man. It's time. Continue. There are going to be people who are not going to be with the program. They're going to be the naysayers. You're going to almost feel like you're climbing an uphill battle sometimes, but it's worth it in the end. And I say this as a person that's still on the climb. Still on the climb. I haven't even reached the the true mountaintop yet, but I can still have the confidence and smile in the moment. And when people look back, they'll say, "And he always had that spirit, no matter how it goes." You got to believe in yourself first before you can get the world to believe in you. And, and I just want to tell everyone: be safe out there. Yeah. Yeah, I echo everything you've just said, man. I love your words. Uh, love you too, brother. And uh, hey, now you know we said a year's time. It's going to be quicker than that because as soon as this first poetry book comes out, I want to get you back on then. I want to hear some of that live, and I'm sure the audience wants to hear it too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You keep you keep being hungry for the hustle, man. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep tuning in. Thank you, brother. Take care. Enjoy. Enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. Take care. See ya. Bye.